You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the 8th Sunday after Pentecost, July 26, 2020, by the Reverend Steve Best, Associate for Couples and Family Life at St. Thomas. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Jesus told him another parable, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. And finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets that threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. Angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. This morning's Gospel reading from Matthew gives us a series of provocative snapshots of what the divine kingdom looks like. Like the mesmerizing experience of gazing into a well-cut diamond, The writer of Matthew is unable to capture all the beauty, all the dimensions and meanings in a single brushstroke. Notice the pairing of these parables. First, the parables of the mustard seed and the yeast. Both contrast small, almost imperceptible beginnings with their great impacts in the end, revealing the power of God's movement in human lives. The parables of the hidden treasure and the pearl have to do with discovering things of great value which ignite spiritual commitments that inspire us to make sacrifices for the welfare of others in our communities. The parables of the net and the weeds, remember the weeds was from last Sunday's Gospel reading. They highlight the negative consequences of exercising free will in such a way that harms God's creation and undermines the principles of justice and peace 
that characterize God's kingdom. There's also some scary stuff mixed up in all this, about weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's important to note that God's angels have the job of deciding how to direct the travel of human souls in the afterlife, not us. All these parables are important and speak to us in different ways depending on where we are in our journeys. This morning I'd like to propose that we take a closer look at the parable of the mustard seed, which has a special relevancy as we struggle to find hope, to find hope in the face of so many things that are loosening our grip on our conviction that we can make a difference in this world. Now first, a word about mustard seeds. They're found all over the world. Many varieties pack a lot of punch in terms of flavor and heat when they're prepared and put together. And not bad considering they're only one to three millimeters in size. It's a reminder to always look at the punch that's inside something that's small. Additionally, the mustard seed has captured the spiritual imagination of many of the world religions in addition to Christianity. For example, in Jewish cosmology, the knowable universe is characterized as a tiny mustard seed and is to demonstrate the relative insignificance of human knowing in compared to the expansive knowledge of God. In Buddhism, there's a story of a grieving mother and the mustard seed. When a mother loses her only son, she takes the son's body to the Buddha to find a cure for her grief. The Buddha instructs her to bring to him a handful, just a handful of mustard seeds from families that have never known the pain of sorrow. The grieving mother goes from village to village, unable to collect even one seed, and soon discovers a cure for her grief. It's a cure that she didn't expect, the knowledge, the realization that she's never alone. This is particularly important during this pandemic when so many of us have felt unable to have enough companionship and fellowship to endure the many kinds of losses that normally we would share more openly with each other. Now, nothing warms my heart more, and I know that Father Lex would agree with me, than to discover that when we make a pastoral call in these days it's more remote, to discover that a pressure has already beat us to it. You all know who you are. Thank you for being part of this mustard seed conspiracy. Thank you for reaching out with your texts, your phone calls, your Facebook messaging, whatever medium you choose. For those who are feeling alone, and they are many, need to hear from you. Those first disciples, the followers of Jesus, would have been incredibly surprised to hear that the kingdom of God, a kingdom, was to be compared to a tiny mustard seed. How could something barely visible be counted in the end as so vitally important to Jesus' mission? I believe this was intentional on Jesus' part. His whole life revealed how the small and the insignificant could become a vessel from which God's power can flow. A small baby in a manger, a little nation called Israel, a humble carpenter from Nazareth. The selection of, let's say, not very promising disciples, and yes, even a criminal dying on a cross in the backwaters of the Roman Empire. First Christians in Rome, to which the Apostle Paul is addressing his epistle, were struggling to see how the fledgling, 
house churches run by severely persecuted Christians would one day survive, grow, and even thrive. Living in the shadows of mammoth statues of Roman emperors, Christians huddled in small makeshift house churches. Far from the palaces and the villas, these early believers prayed for the Spirit of Jesus to enter into their weakness and vulnerability and intercede for them with sighs too deep for words. And through this sigh, through this lifting up of small seeds of faith, they came to see that God's promises were good and much greater than their present circumstances would allow them to imagine, that God's ultimate purposes prevail and are eternal. The Apostle Paul was inspired by the small mustard seeds of faith he saw in ancient Rome. It led him to say with confidence to his congregation in hiding, No, in all of these things we are more than conquerors through him who has loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, or depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. While clearly not as dramatic as ancient Rome, at least not yet, we too have come to see the grand and the grandiose in our culture. As we speak, some of these statues, our own statues, are coming down. Sometimes this megalomania creeps into church life as well as we are tempted to use cultural metrics for measuring success that obscures the way of love that Jesus showed us in the path of humility. Jesus' parables often throw us off balance, and it's intentional. Who would have guessed that after laboring for so long to renovate this beautiful worship space, that we'd find ourselves gathered not in this place so much, but in our homes? Ironies of ironies, right? But Jesus' mustard seed conspiracy goes on and is alive and well, as we reimagine and continue to imagine what it means to be St. Thomas Church. During this pandemic, we can't think and do big in the usual way. I invite you to plant mustard seeds of faith wherever you find yourself, however confined and constricted you might feel. A good friend of mine, Jim, newly ordained as a deacon in the Presbyterian Church, has found himself unable to exercise his calling as he originally imagined and was trained for but finds himself rather in his home, caring for his rapidly aging father and emotionally challenged siblings after putting in a full hard day's work in the virtual office. It's been extremely hard for Jim to accept how this stressful, unglamorous, largely invisible role at home is now his church. He is a deacon and a servant to his hurting family. And now I invite you to think about your own situation. Perhaps some of you as well are struggling to find meaning and purpose and strength in the new mission field that you found your, find yourselves in. Day after day, doing many of the same demanding, sometimes impossible tasks, carrying out many of the same responsibilities again day after day, with a decreasing hope that things will change anytime soon. If you find yourself in this space, I invite you to join me in offering up your faith this morning, even if it feels very small, even if it feels tiny and insignificant, and to remember the words of Mother Teresa, who said, 
All God requires us to do is to do small things with great love. And then, and then the mustard seeds will eventually start sprouting in your life. Watch for them closely. I've got some good news to report. My friend Jim, the deacon, well, he sent me a photo just the other day showing that he had found a fledgling robin flying for the first time after struggling to leave the nest for weeks, viewed right outside the window of his bedroom. He said with great delight, he witnessed for the first time in a long time transcendence, courage, spiritual flight, and for the first time in a very long time, hope. So many of us, all of us, like Jim, we need to keep looking for the smallest reminders that God is very present and alive in every moment of our lives. And remember, the mustard seed you plant could become the tree that provides a nest, even a home, a happy home, as the psalm said, for one of God's beloved. Amen. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website, www.stthomasmedina.org. That's www.stthomasmedina.org.